L.O.P. in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, get the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. I got the big homie J-Rob in the building with me from BDD Entertainment. What's good, brother? What's going on with you, man? You already know, man. I'm, I'm happy I have you here. This is a special show because this is a second episode where I've actually interviewed somebody. That's what's up. Everybody front on me. Nobody want to come through, dog. I don't know what it is. You know, I'm always there I for you, Is play. my office dirty? What's going on? <laughs> no, nah, you good, you good, you good, you good. Bet. Yo, you know what's crazy? I've known you for a while, and you've been right. doing, like, really big things. I feel like on the independent side of everything, you've been, like, you kind of skipped the line. Like, you kind of been ahead of everybody. Appreciate that, You know man. what I'm saying? No, nah, no, nah, real, real talk, right? Because I remember when I first met you, right. you had an FM show, FM radio show in Charlotte on WGIV. That That's was right. big. On 104 point, was it? 104.3. Uh, 103. That's right. It, was, it right. was you and the boy Ishmael, man. That, yeah, that yeah. was kind of big. How did you get that opportunity? Actually, what it was, I, I used to do Facebook interviews. Yeah, I remember that. And I interviewed the homie um, Kay Fox, who was uh-huh. a host of a radio show up yeah. there. So, no, what it was, I paid him, you yeah. know, to get up on his airwaves. Yeah. And after I did my interview, mm-hmm. I flipped the script and asked him if I could interview him. Nice. And so from, you kind of finessed it, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And from okay. there, he was like, yo, you need a show. Yeah. And took off from there. And it took off from What was the experience like? Because I, you know what? Like interviewing people on online radio, podcasting, or Facebook interviews, YouTube interviews, that's like preparing you for right, like FM right, radio. You know right. what I'm saying? So transitioning from like the Facebook interviews and things like that, was it a hard transition or was you able to just jump straight into it? I jumped straight into it, but it was kind of mm-hmm. intimidating. Oh, okay. Just because you know, you know, I'm I'm all over Charlotte. Yeah. So yeah. first interview, bro, my, mm-hmm. my mouth felt like I was smoking a bag of weed. Wow. I was I was kind of nervous. Yeah. Because you know, going from Facebook and YouTube mm-hmm. to to being on FM radio was was crazy. With no training, mm-hmm. was crazy. But that's you know, a big thing, man. I, I commend you for that because a lot of people did. What official training can you get for that other than school communications and things like that? And some of the, those type of trainers, us, we don't really have access to that, and we right. don't always we don't always have access to the people right. that's in that. So it's kind of one of the things you got to just jump in and test the waters. Like you got to learn how to swim. Exactly. You're, either you're gonna swim and drown, brother. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Some people ain't exactly. really built for it, man. Exactly. And I, I commend y'all. I remember coming in and I and I walked in. I was like, yo, this is official right here, man. Like, <laughs> was there any any time when you kind of felt discouraged, like during the middle of that? No, actually, it was like I'm a type of dude that I like to grow. Okay. So from the first day mm-hmm. till my last day, it was just like just steps. Yeah. Because I can remember my first day. I being from up top, I used to say "yami." Yami, yami. It was like it was crazy, right? Yeah. And it's like okay, so I started listening to my diction, and then yeah. I, I started, you know, I started changing with the shows. Mm-hmm. But that's that's great because a lot of people are not going to really be able to grasp that in Charlotte. Charlotte is a great city, but you know, it's it's a southern city, and coming from the, up north. It's like you go from saying, yeah, I mean, to finna. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I've actually had to do that before, too, like going down south. I had to slow down how I talk. I had to change my diction. And, you know, you know how it is when you're a black dude, when you're a big black dude, 
you kind of have well, to go to. You a big black. Well, I'm, I'm a big black. Like, I'm a medium yeah, black. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, I kind of got you, but you know, <laughs> but you kind of have to change addiction to make people feel comfortable. Right. And right. I, you know what? I still have a problem with that because I feel like society shouldn't look at me as a threat and things like that. Did you ever feel like um, being in the radio industry, being a new guy, but progressing so fresh, any, any so fast? Anybody ever fronted on you? Like they kind, you ever felt like they kind of discriminated on you a little bit? No, but I got I got love and hate from the station at the same time. Okay, like other shows because my yeah. shows, um, they, it actually I, my show had a different concept than all the rest of them. I yeah. had game shows on there. Yeah. You remember? I, I had, remember. Yeah. I had game shows on mm-hmm. there, and and I, I had segues where the music we just played was that artist music. Yeah. So it was something that they had never done before. Mm-hmm. So. I got love and I got hate at the same time, so it that wasn't, love and hate is real yeah. when it's when it's simultaneous. It's real, man, because I, I receive love and I receive hate at the same time, exactly. and sometimes it's kind of hard to grasp. But it's like, yo, but like you was just rocking with me yesterday, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. Why you know, but it's, it's it's one of those things I've learned that that shows that you're doing something right. That yeah. shows you're progressing, and then that that also shows not everybody's able to keep up with the wave that you're riding, right? When you're doing that, so I so when you guys did that, right? And I remember you kind of segued into TV, right? Right. After that, what was the transition from radio to TV? Because you know the camera picks up everything. Oh yeah, that's why I held my stomach in. Yeah, a lot. You, know, you know I've done that before. <laughs> I've been on a video set. Oh you yeah, kinda, oh, you, yeah. You, you take know, that deep breath. That's what it is. You, you got, you know, what I'm saying you got to look right when when they when they action. You know, exactly. But was it a, was it a hard transition? Was, Actually, it was wasn't it easy. It was to, for me. It was easy. Okay. Because I I I like interviewing people. Yeah. So. Even though it was on TV, mm-hmm. I still had the, the mindset of of the radio. Yeah. Thus, it was like just a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like like you said, the camera picks up everything. Mm-hmm. But I was so focused on making sure that the guest was was comfortable mm-hmm. and making them feel. When, once you make somebody feel comfortable, yes. you're in your comfort zone. It's yes, like a walk in the park. And then that's absolute truth. And for me, before when I first started the podcasting. I was kind of going in, you know what I mean? Subject matter was a little wild, but I right. said, you know what? Now that I'm going to be interviewing people, I kind of have to... I didn't want to change the narrative right. that much, but I kind of had to make them feel, like you said, make them feel comfortable because they might not be one to talk about what I'm talking about. Right, you know I, mean? right. I might have... Listen, you might have... I might have woke up and had an off day and said, you know what? I'm going in on everybody. Exactly. Society's about to get it, but they're not on it that day. They came in there all flowery and happy. Yeah, and they just yeah. want to, you know, talk about life and I... They I want the grimy about, stuff. Yeah, I yeah. want to talk about the realism. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't want that. They they drink their coffee the day they go. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I thought the TV, I thought it was dope, man. Appreciate um, that. Appreciate that. No, no problem, man. <clears throat> wait, wait, for any like upcoming person that wants to be a brand and an entity, any up and coming man, woman, doesn't alien, it doesn't matter, right? right? What advice would you give them? As say if a person wants to start radio right now, what what would be like the the best core advice you could give them? Some FM that? radio? FM radio, yeah. Right. Um, if they're not going to school, mm-hmm. what you have to do is like kind of what you're doing. Okay. You know, start with your podcast and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So that way you can get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot more. Well, I mean, it's depends like a on, training thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. That, that way you're, you're doing on hand training. Yeah. And depends on, on how, how complicated your podcast is. Yeah. Because you got to get used to people running the board. Yeah. So if that's the, real. I've seen yeah. it. It's real, man. Even yeah. with online radio. I, I did an online radio show when I had a magazine. 
uh, me and my cousin was in the Bronx. I think it was the DSN network, uh-huh. and they had the girl. She was engineering, and I'm looking the whole time like, yo, this exactly. is incredible. Exactly. Yeah, I, was, I don't got the patience for it. Like, <laughs> just put, just put. The, let me talk. I'd rather just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, with the, my yeah. my advice would be to get get all aspects of it. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. by, in front of the mic and behind the mic. Yes. The more you know, the bigger you'll grow, mm-hmm. you know, and you won't have to rely on other people to help you out. Yo, and that, that's funny that you said that relying on other people because I've seen people, I've even myself, I've been in a position where I needed this to get done and Joe Schmo didn't want to do it. Right. They 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 dragging me behind and, and it just, I've had situations pushed back like a whole two, three months exactly. because one person didn't want to do it. And had I been able to do it myself, it would have got done when it needed to get done. How, how, exactly. how important is it, right? You know? You, okay, how many times do you see people come to you and they're like, yo, J-Rob, you, and I know you've experienced this. They'll say, yo, you doing this? I got this great idea. How important is it for people to understand no great idea can formulate without money? Exactly. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and, I know, and I know you know this from, example, from, from experience because it take money to make money. It take money to start a business. Money is like the key ingredient in a lot of stuff, man. A lot of people don't understand. I used to say this when I was on FM radio, and I say this to everybody. Mm-hmm. To be successful, you have to invest in yourself. Yes. You cannot expect other people to just throw money your way. Mm-hmm. That's the latter the latter part. That's yes. dang near the finished the finished mm-hmm. product. Yes. But while you're building your brand, you mm-hmm. have to if you have an ideal, you have to put that money behind that ideal. Mm-hmm. It's just like like a stove, you know, old fat. You mm-hmm. know, I'm an old dude, so an old fashioned <laughs> wood stove to get the fire burning. You yes. got to throw the wood in exactly. there. Exactly, and that's a great that's a great analogy that you just made. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. I feel like a lot a lot of young black men don't get that. And sometimes, like you know, I try to be the nice guy, but then sometimes you got to give it to him straight. Yeah, listen. I could come up with a million dollar idea tomorrow, right? If I don't got the money for a month later, somebody else just might think that same thing. Exactly. And and capital is a very important factor, especially when you're independent, because nobody's going to put the money into you unless you just have something very golden about you. Exactly. And that person has the money to take the chance. Or it might not be about them taking the chance. It's about they're going to screw you over oh, in the long run. The long and run. they're going to own you. And you know what I'm saying? Nobody, listen, slavery is over. Nobody wants to be owned <laughs> anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know. I'm sorry. No, nah, you good, man. But but creativity is a big thing. It so is. what core advice would you give to a person on the flip side of that wanting to get into TV? Or just 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 media in general on the film side? As far as like like interviewing on television? Any, any interviewing, whether it's educate, TV, Educate YouTube. yourself. Educate Perfect. yourself. You, know, you have to know um, how to... With TV, with TV is different, you know, and mm-hmm. and in film, you know, I do yes. film. You have to know where to stand, where the where the the shot yeah. is at, mm-hmm. where not to go out of frame, mm-hmm. where to, how to stay in yeah. frame, how not to directly look at the camera, because mm-hmm. you know if you look at people don't realize when you watch people on television, they're not actually looking at the camera. They're not. So it's it's little little. Forms that you have to learn, so mm-hmm. it's just studying. Just they have classes, um, M classes and stuff like that on on online that you can, you yeah. know. I just did it, just threw myself in there. But it's it's really good to do that because yeah. you it's, you're gonna take something away from it, and, yeah. and you'll take something away from it. Ten, you might take ten things away from it, but those ten things are, are is what's gonna take your project to exactly. ten levels higher. Exactly. And a lot of, a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people. 
down the learning factor of everything. Even if you're self-teaching yourself, you're just reading, you're just like going on YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube how to do videos. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, those are, because me, I'm going to learn by doing and I'm going to learn by visual person. So reading it, that's one thing, but I like to actually see hands it. Hands on. Yeah, hands on yeah. Or, or, or see it. That way I can mimic it. Exactly. And a lot of people, they just want it down there. I, I think in the black community, we take pride in achieving without education. I and, think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I think the generation, this generation and generation before that, the younger generation, mm-hmm. they see the end product. They see the the watches yeah. and that's and a nice watch, by the way. Appreciate it. I stole, I ain't gonna, I stole, I ain't it. Steal it from you. you I know? stole it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they um they see the final product uh-huh. and they think they yeah, can it's just my, my bad. My bad. <laughs> They think they can just step from from one to ten. Mm-hmm. They don't know about putting in that work, like like people like hip hop artists. Yeah, they that see example. they see somebody like the baby, mm-hmm. but they and they see where he's at now, but yep. they don't see the, the shows that he did when it might have been ten people yep. in there. They don't or, see none of that, you know. So they they just focus on mm-hmm. the end product instead of polishing themselves facts. to get to that end Big product. Facts. They don't they don't see when he was running around Charlotte in a pull up. Exactly. <laughs> they don't see that. Exactly. That was I, didn't, I wish I didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't disrespect to the baby. I think he's doing great. But when he first came out and he was what baby Jesus 704 mm-hmm. and I was like what is this? I was like this dude is in a diaper this is crazy. But I I knew it was going to catch on right. because the fact of that visual these visuals nowadays are going very far. Yeah. And they also you know what they also don't see the baby did an interview and he said how he went broke pursuing music. People don't see that. They just see the the, the platinum plaques well, and he exactly. see the videos all over Rawlston on exactly. MTV. They didn't see the grind. And yo, why do let me ask you this question in your opinion, why do you think so many people try to skip the grind section of their journey? A lot of people try to skip that and they try to go straight to the win. But they don't never wanna, you know, they try to cheat code it. It's simple. People don't like doing stuff that's hard. Exactly. Perfect, so perfect, perfect uh, you know, wording. if if it's hard, mm-hmm. everybody. If it was easy, I'm sorry, everybody be, would would be doing it. Mm-hmm. So when it's hard, that eliminates a lot of people. It does. They they you, and they might not have the love for it. They just see the dollar signs. Mm. So when you're chasing when you're chasing something like that, or, or if you're aspiring to be like that, first you have to have the drive. Yes, you have you to have be self motivated. Mm-hmm. And, and and you have to have the the wherewithal to stay with it because most people quit right before they they yes, get ready to blow up. They really do. And th- did you ever see that meme? It shows it shows um it shows two levels, and a person is in a mine, and the one on the top he's mining, and the other one is like giving up, and the other one that's about to give up, he's like I can't do it anymore. But the diamond is right, right on the next side exactly, of it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And some people they don't on, on the outside. We could look at it, but on the inside, you don't always look at it because the inside is dusty. Imagine right now that mine, it's right on the next side of it, but it's so dusty. All you see is dirt, grime. Exactly. You can barely look around. You can't breathe and things like that. And from from the inside looking, in, we, we're quick to get discouraged and want to so, give yes. up and we want to quit because, yo, the grind, the grind is uh, it's very lonely. It's very, in this, my opinion. It's, it's, <laughs> and, and it's hard. It's hard being a Independent entity. It is not just saying rapper, artist, or uh, uh, mm-hmm. television show, radio personality, podcast. Mm-hmm. It's hard because it is. nine times out of ten, you're doing it by yourself. Yes, and then if you do have someone helping you, mm-hmm. you'll end up eventually finding out they don't have the same drive that you have. Exactly, and you That's can't happen to me. Yeah, and it you is. can't knock them because I tell people 
your dream may not be my dream. Absolutely. So how can I get mad at you mm-hmm. if you if you've ran with me the first fifty yards, but then you stop when well, I got to keep going to the hundred? Mm-hmm. And so. that's I, I like the way you put that. And people don't understand. I've seen people fall out before, right? Yeah. After um they brought their family and they bring their friends in. And they would say things, oh, they're not on my level. They're not pushing as hard as me. They're not pushing as hard as you because that is your dream. Exactly. They might have came in to assist you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you have to, you have to, in my opinion, if you're that independent entity and you brought this person and you brought these people in, you have to gracefully know when to let them bow out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You have to give them a break sometimes because ultimately you might still have a job. You might have a family and all of that. They might have that and they can't. It's it's kind of unfair. It is to it is. ask them to push all that aside for your for you. dream. Yeah. It's kind of selfish, it is. <laughs> you know. It is. But you know what? I had to learn that because I used to. You know, I've been doing this for a minute, mm-hmm. and I used to get mad, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I got mad too. Yeah, yeah it's yo. like yo, you you said you're gonna do X, Y, and Z, but they don't do it. Man. But then you have to fall back and realize that that's your dream. Yes, their support. They may be supporting you, but that's not their passion and not your dream. Nah. So that's when you got to. Man up and say, all right, man, mm-hmm. you know, I understand. Like right now, if somebody say, I, I got you, I'll help you, you know, I'm going to take that help. And then when they bail out, I appreciate what you did exactly. for Exactly. Instead mm-hmm. of being like, man, how are you going to stop now? No, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Do you, bro. And I'm going to support you 110% Absolutely. of what you're doing. You, you, ever, you ever, on the flip side of that, you ever had like somebody help you or support you and when it came time for you to help and support them, they wanted like triple yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, ah, yo, wait a minute. Like, yeah. I didn't, you didn't do all that for me. Yeah, and I got a problem with that too. I, I me, I've, I've done it when I've had people be like, all right, I'll do this for you, and then they go like the extra mile. Like, you know how they, you give them an inch, they take a mile. Yeah, they try to take five miles from you, <laughs> and it's like, wait, okay, wait a minute, a month ago. So, to the people listening, right? Don't do that. Don't exactly. be that friend. Don't be. Do not be that friend that you did a couple things for this person. Now you want twenty things because exactly. it's, it's. I've that's, seen friendships. That's not really a friend, though. It's really that's not. not. That's an opportunity. It's like you're, yep. you're taking, taking, taking. And I hate people like that. You know what I mean? It's when you see people do stuff like that. Me personally, I say, I. Right, you know what? I gradually fall back, back away. Yeah, gradually back away because it's not fair and it's it's very distasteful. To be that type of person, you know, you know what I'm saying. But exactly. we, we ain't gonna listen. <laughs> Talk about that all listen, day, we, right? Yo, listen, I, the people that I, have I done you, that. I see your veins starting yeah, to you pop. See your, you see the booklet coming out of me, right? Word. So, okay, I want um before I know. You, okay, you 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 move what, when you came from Philly to North Carolina, right? Uh-huh. And um, well, let's backtrack a little bit. When when you were growing up in Philly, right? Philly's hard, you know what I'm saying? Philly, Philly, I, we got family. Saying somebody from saying that from Brooklyn, yeah, right? you know what I'm saying? Philly, Philly's Philly, hard. you know, Philly like, kind of like, hard. Like where you from ain't hard, yeah, yeah. yo, okay. you know it's kind of yeah. bad. Like, so I got, I got family in um North Philly. I didn't know That's I went to school there. Yeah, I didn't know for years that people. I think they had there was a thing where somebody told me where people from dif- different sides of Philly didn't like each other. Yeah, that's so that's true. I mean, that's everywhere you yeah, go, well, I though. Guess, you know, I guess you know, like Brooklyn, Harlem. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of, yeah, so, but you know instead what I mean? of names like that, it's, mm-hmm. you know, Southwest, West, yeah. North, you know. But that's, that's all the childish things that we do growing up, yes. you know. Because Philly is not as big as New York, but it's big. So mm-hmm. a lot of people never leave West Philly. That's a lot crazy. of people never leave North Philly because wow. you got everything there. Like me, yeah. when I lived in West Philly, you know, we had the strip. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, all the vendors. Yeah. So I never went to the store. I never went to the mall. <laughs> you just had I it just right there. Just walked right up there. the street, exactly got my jeans. Right. I mean, everything was plated. Yeah, exactly. But y'all don't know what that means. That means fake. <laughs> but all my, I had all the food. This when Fubu was out, I had uh-huh. everything that was Fubu. You Fubu was buy. big, man. Fubu but, was big, man. You know, 
that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I left. I went. I mean, I would leave West Philly to mm-hmm. go out and party and all that. But yeah. I was that type. But I know a lot of people never left, as y'all would say, that borough. Mm-hmm. You know what but I'm saying? that's that's crazy because I've grown up in Brooklyn. I, I knew people that didn't go to the Bronx. They didn't go to Long Island. Yeah. They didn't go places. I, yo, I knew dudes from Bushwick that never went to Flatbush. And right, it was like right across town, like yeah, how you, yeah. you know what I mean. But I got, you know what? I think, I think the mentality factor we become so complacent. And I, yo, you know what? I feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had on a full scale. But in the short run, right. I feel like when you look at these black neighborhoods and these lower class neighborhoods, I feel like there was a plan. There was some type of strategy where they, everything was put there to keep us there. That's what it was about. You know what I'm saying? I mean, back when it first started, that's what it was about. That's mm-hmm. why coming where we were from, all the high rises. Yes. You put all all the minorities in these high rises, mm-hmm. then you you know where they're at. Yep. You got control of. We yes. put the little stores with the bad food in we there. We controlled everything. You know man. what I'm saying? So I mean, we can talk about this all yo. day. <laughs> yo, you, you, okay. I was very yo, ready for that conversation. I mean, man. coming from up north and even down south. Mm-hmm. Only difference between up north and down south is we were in the high rises yes. and in, in in our parts of the hood. Yep. Where they and we wouldn't go outside of the hood. Mm-hmm. Where they down south, they don't cross certain. Train tracks. Nah, yeah, yeah. That, that's I noticed their that. thing. You know what I'm saying? I noticed that, man. But it's the, it's the same mentality. Even in, in down here in the South, mm-hmm. you got they got stores and all, mm-hmm. but they don't have the, the greatest groceries. Nah. You know what I'm saying? You have to go up the long view. I mean, wherever that's called. Viewmont. Viewmont, yeah. You know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. To get to the Publix the and Harris all that. The Harris Teeters and yeah, all that, right? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's, it's still separation. It's still separation, bro. Yo, it was crazy because I remember years ago. Um, when I moved out here the first time, I was here for like eight years, and I, I would go to like Walmart and stuff like that. You know, I was cheap. You know what I mean? Right, I, had, right, I was right. a college student. I ain't have it like that. Then I went across town to like the Harris Teeters, and I'm looking around like, damn, everything's expensive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like the only black dude in there, so I'm like, all right, let me. I'm this is not in my budget. Let me right, get out of here. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's absolutely true. And I remember my pops telling me years ago, he was like, yo, if you ever go down south. He was like, "You're gonna see." So you okay? You see how we live in Brooklyn? You got all these people from from different um my, uh, backgrounds and right. stuff. We all over here, boom, boom, boom. He said, "When you go down south, you cross the train tracks. You're on the south side of town now. Yeah. You cross on this side. You're on the north side of town. Exactly. So you're gonna see the whole demographic change." Yeah. And I didn't understand that until I came out here the first time, and I was looking like, "Yo, he was right." You know, because when yeah. you cross the train, it's a little different. It's a little different, yeah. And and on 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 the flip side. Not just from the north and south side of train tracks. When you're on the east and west side, it's a little different. It's a little different. You, you notice things. You know, you start just seeing shit. Like if you're on the over in this city, if you're on the southeast side of town, it looks this way. You're on the southwest side of it town, totally it looks different. that way. You're yeah. on the northwest side of town, it looks a little. They different. They got it set up, and then you know where they're at. Exactly, but, dog. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, right? It's it little, is. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? Can I talk backtrack a little bit? Yeah. You're talking about the different nationalities. Mm-hmm. It's funny when I came back down here. <clears throat> when I first was living down here, wasn't mm-hmm. no Spanish people. Wow. But up north, you know, being from up north, yeah. I'm used to Puerto thing? Ricans and Haitians yeah. and exactly. all that. But down here, even mm-hmm. to this day, what's funny to me, if, if these, not, not not being racist or anything, but if mm-hmm. these Caucasians see a Spanish person, they clump them in as being Mexican right out the gate. That's funny that you said that because right that's the, the absolute gate. truth. And <laughs> then, you know, they come from, you know, you got Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, you got Salvadorians, Haitian, yeah. everything. And then they're looking at them, oh. Mexicans and it's like no, they're not. <laughs> like, yeah, you know and, what I'm saying. And, uh, get, let me give these Southern Caucasians a hint. Mm-hmm. You better not call a Puerto Rican a Mexican. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, don't do it. Oh, I see. I see I've seen arguments. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was in Walmart one day and a guy bumped a guy 
And he was like, the, the, it was like an older white guy. And he went off on a dude. He's like, them damn Mexicans. And the dude was like, I'm not. A, I was like, yo, this is getting yeah, right, heated, yo. good. Yeah. But I watched the whole thing because yeah. it was getting kind of, you know what I'm saying? But you, you know what, too? I, I really hope that in areas like this, the ignorance factors leave. I, I hope that the ignorance factors yeah. die out. And I, I, I have a feeling that areas like this, since they're becoming so populated, where there's a lot of Hispanics out here. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of Asians out here. Yep. And the crazy thing is, People out here, you know what it is too. You can't, I, I, not to play devil's advocate, but you kind of can't blame the people from areas like this. If that's that, all they did, know. Yeah, that's all they know. Yeah. They didn't really know the difference because out here, I would see a lot of Asians, and they will automatically assume they were Chinese, yeah. or they were Hmong, yeah. Yeah. and they came from all these different areas. And it's yeah. like you have to be willing to accept differentiation. You have to be open-hearted, not just open-minded. You got to be open-hearted. And that's something we don't talk about. Mentally, you could try to get there, but if your heart is not there, you're not going to get there. Exactly. You got to be open-hearted and accept change because... People in areas like this, you see how you come from Philly, you've seen things on a broad scale. People right. here have been secluded from exactly. everything. Exactly. It's like the door's been closed. So all they know is TV and CNN. <laughs> you know but here, here's the thing, though. If people like, like I said, when I when I was coming up, you know, I lived half my life in Philly, half my life mm-hmm. in Lenore. Coming up in Lenore, it was only black and white. Yes. And you, if you, I had a, I had a, a white girl friend, mm-hmm. and she said, you better not call my house, my dad will kill us. <laughs> But that was back in that was yeah. back in the early eighties. Uh-huh. But nowadays, you can see the change. Yes, you do. I played, you know, semi pro football, mm-hmm. and the the football team is majority is majority black, like ninety five percent black. Yeah, me and two other people, we the only ones that had a black women. Wow. So it's changing. You that's know what crazy. I mean? Yeah, dead serious. That's, and, that's and, crazy. And, and, and I, I love it. Yeah. Because my grandfather was half white, mm-hmm. so I love it. But at the same time, it was mm-hmm. it was weird. Like, yo, this yeah. football team was all black and and all the like, yeah. yeah. But you, you know, I've always wondered, man. Like, I <laughs> I don't want to like I don't want to like like kind of like dip my foot in the water right, the right. wrong way. But I, this is a question I've always wondered. I've always seen football players with um with like Caucasian women, and it's it's like I'm not knocking it. I don't care, man. I think all women are beautiful. I but know. You, you, I, I just can answer your question. Yeah. Okay. Answer that because I I've never it's the credit score, dog. Just oh, the credit score. No, I'm just bang, bang, bang. <laughs> trying to hit that 800. It's the credit score, bro. <laughs> you got to get that get that, that credit. You got to get that car yeah, in that yeah. house. Yo, that's, that's funny, man. But you know what though? It, it, I think it's it's the new norm. For, to me, it it's, is. it's the new norm, and I, and I think that you know what though? I'm happy to see it. Because it's pissing off the, the upper, upper, upper quote unquote, that think that echelon. If it's going to piss them off, I'm all for it. But also, too, though, going back, if you go back in history, though, the reason that they grabbed the Caucasian women, mm-hmm. it, back then it was a status thing. Yeah. It was status right. quo. Look, mm-hmm. I've made it. I have a, I have a yes. white lady on my arm. Uh-huh. I'm a professional yeah, athlete. Yeah. She's this way yeah. here, right? So why, why do you think in, in 2020 now that's like a big thing? I think now it's more so because... It's more integrated, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah, and not the sound, not not the sound racist because, like mm-hmm. I said, my grandfather mm-hmm. is is black. Yeah, but I like it, but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Especially like okay, on our level, all yeah. right, it's cool. And if yeah. you grew up with that person, it's cool. Yeah, but I, I think that these young black athletes they're turning their back on on these young black females. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know what I I'm saying? Agree. How how are you going to sit there and and publicly knock black women? Yeah. When your mom's and your sister's and your grandma's mm. black. Yeah. You know what issue I have with it? My issue is not the fact that they're dating a white woman. I think exactly. I think interracial love is great. But don't knock 
your own people exactly while doing it like that's that's my only issue like if you're gonna date why well, yo go ahead, date do i don't you. care if she's an alien though you want to date a martian date a martian but just don't knock your own people while doing it because it kind of like it's kind of like kicking us while we're down and exactly. i'm not saying we're down quote unquote but it's like i right, get out of here i don't need y'all no more and, and that, that's pretty much what i'm saying because you'll see these guys and They'll bash their 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 children. I'm not going. I'm not. I don't like saying baby mama. Their children's mother. Mm-hmm. See them get on TV bashing their children's yeah. mom. Mm-hmm. But dog, you gotta the person that you lay with. You gotta know them. Yes, you, you know do. what I'm saying. Ooh. If you go if you go to the club mm-hmm. and you this millionaire mm-hmm. and you grab this chick that's twerking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean for everybody and Yo. grabbing the dog the the hundreds off the joint. <laughs> when you marry her, what you think she's gonna be like? Exactly. Or she exactly. you have a child by her? You know, you know I had. A, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you I had a cousin one day. Can can I curse on you? Yeah, hell yeah. I had a cousin. I had a, a young cousin. She's pretty as heck. She, mm-hmm. she, I seen her ranting on Facebook talking about, I'm tired of these, these no good niggas. Uh-huh. I told her, I said, well, why don't you try changing where you're getting these no good niggas from? Exactly. You know, how about going to a library? Now, you know, I'm a, I'm a geek. I might not look like, how about going to the library? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Find a dude at the library. Right? If you keep finding these same, if you get the same result mm-hmm. with the same niggas, it's because yes. you choosing the same type of dude. And this is, this is absolutely You, you true, chase man. a drug dealer that got a Maserati. But living in the projects, there you go. You know he's slinging, and if he's slinging, the only thing he cares about yep. is his money. So exactly. you think he's going to care about you? Absolutely not. Absolutely. My, my not, bad. Man. I had to rant. Now, a yo, bit listen. Bit. Sometimes you got to <laughs> rant, man, to make people feel where you're coming from, exactly. man. Exactly. You, you know what I, I think too to touch back on the whole interracial relationship thing. I think a lot of these young. So you take you take a young black dude, graduate high school at eighteen. He go to college. NFL minimum is two years in college. You got to play college ball two years. Right. So by 1920, by his junior, sophomore year, I mean, I'm sorry, his sophomore, junior year, <clears throat> say he meets a white girl or whatever. He Say if he was from Louisiana. Say if he was from New Orleans. He's from the projects, third right. war, right? All he know is, all he know is like arguing, people fighting every day. His pops wasn't there. His mother struggled. He meets a white girl from like Illinois or something. She's from the Midwest. She comes from a two-parent home. Father's a doctor. Established. In his eyes, this is like, that's winning. In his exactly. eyes, it's like, this is... And you know, too, I was talking to a dude one time, and, and um, we were talking about interracial relations. Two dudes, matter of fact. And both of them broke it down from different perspectives. One of them, he said to me, he said, yo, so it was me, him, and me, him, and Ishmael was talking. Oh, Lord. This had to <laughs> it be was good. It was a good conversation. Oh, Shout out to my boy Ishmael. You know what? I'm going to get you back in here. We're going to get Ishmael. I want all three of us to sit down and kick it. So Ishmael was like, because um, we all had different perspectives. So right. the dude asked me, he said, yo, Keith, what do you think about it? I said, I don't give a fuck. I said, I don't care. I said, I really don't care. I said, yo, love is love. Love who you love. Ish was like, nah, Ooh, I, ain't really, yeah, yeah. I ain't really with it. You know what I'm saying? But that's his opinion. Right. So the dude told him, he said, I'm a, so Ish was like, what, what do you even see in that? And the dude said, look, he said, I'm going to look at, he said, you see me. He said, I come to school every day. We was in college. He said, I come to school every day in khaki shorts. I wear polo shirts, dog. He said, I grew up in an all white neighborhood. He said, I've only known white women. He's like, I've exactly. never, he said, I, he's like, I went to school from elementary school being the only black kid in class. He said, so what do you think I'm going to gravitate towards? That's, he said, yo, people knock me all the time, but they don't know my upbringing. He's, that's what I was about to yeah, say yeah, with, yeah. with college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, if you circle back around. Yep. These athletes going to these colleges, mm-hmm. you know, when, if they go to a major university, mm-hmm. there it's about what maybe five or ten percent black yep. black students, and most of them are athletes. Yep. So all they see is Caucasian women. Exactly. And then doubling back to the other dude I spoke about, we we just the, I don't know how the conversation came up, but he said 
he gravitated more towards white women because he said growing up, black girls laughed at him. They, they, he Corn went to school in an all black school. He said they was ratchet, always wanting to fight. He said so for him when he met a white girl, it was different to where he, it was something he wanted. He said right. it, he said it, it wasn't necessarily the fact that she was white. He said he was like you know she's beautiful. He said she was just as beautiful as the last. But his black he said his last black girlfriend was dark skin. He said they were both beautiful. He said but with the white girl it was the calmness. Right. Now anybody listening, I'm not trying to big up. <laughs> None of that. I'm just <laughs> throwing told, it out I'm there. just throwing it out there from a conversation I had with a dude. That is it. Don't don't slide in my DMs talking to me crazy. Don't somebody's done that already. Do you think it's comfort zone though? Since I we, think it was a comfort zone. Because my son, it's funny that you said mm-hmm. that. He goes to school out there and it's mm-hmm. and he's about, you know, all he sees is Caucasian. I have to mm-hmm. jump on him sometimes. We be watching TV. <laughs> Real talk, listen to this. We be watching TV and he'll uh-huh. say, Oh, she's beautiful. And uh-huh. mind you, she's beautiful. She got blue uh-huh. eyes and blonde hair. But yeah. when it's a beautiful black woman, he don't say nothing. I'll be like, uh-huh. dog. And that's kind of crazy. A comfort zone. And it's also what he's seeing. Exactly. Every that's all he sees. Yeah, yeah, all he exactly. sees every day, man. So, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, I can't knock them. Like, yo, man, right. if, if that's what you want to do, I, I honestly don't. I honestly don't care. But my own, like doubling back, my only issue is don't knock forget. your own women and forget because your mother's black. Your sister's exactly. black. Your baby mama might be black. Exactly. Your cousins is black. You know what I'm saying? Your grandmother. You exactly. know what I'm saying? But I think, you know what, too? I also feel like I had a conversation with somebody one day, and she got kind of mad when I said this, right? So right when Trump got in office, when everything started, with the, when the racism started doubling and tripling, like openly started me, doubling and tripling. Oh, you talking about Trump. <laughs> yo, yo. We can get it, man. Listen, okay. I'm going to bash this man every chance I get, oh, right? I'm, I'm, you know, he kind of he took things to a whole higher fuckery level, right? He showed people. He let, he let those... I hate to interject. Mm-hmm. He let those rednecks, racist people show their true colors for the first time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you've seen your call, some of your Caucasian friends... They came out of the closet. Yes. The floodgates open, man. Yes, God. The floodgates open. So I, w- I was talking to a good friend of mine a few years ago, and she kind of didn't like what I said, but I said, look, I said, when we was growing up, they kept saying, we believe the children of the future, right? I said, we're the present now. We fucked up. We we did not <laughs> fix. We on we kind of fixed a few things, but it's kind of, we only scratched it. Yeah. And we didn't fully like, you know what I mean? Exactly. So I told her, I said, if you look at uh, right now, this is what, and this was in 2018. Right, like two years after Trump got in office, I said, if you look at right now, I said there's so many interracial relationships. I said yep. you have a lot of black men, upper echelon black men, that are with white women. They're making children now. They're having like you know uh, mixed kids and stuff. I said, if you really want to talk about who's the future of America, in my opinion, I felt like one of the main components as far as the future of children in America were those mixed children. And she didn't like when I said that. She said, no, the black children. Are. I said, no. I'm not saying the black children are. I'm not saying the white children are. I said the mixed children are a key component, in my opinion. I said because now they're able to integrate both sides both and play sides. both lines. I said yeah. they're able to get into places that <clears throat> will never uh, infiltrate. I said if you, I said you take a, a young black boy, black father, white mother. Say if he's educated, he becomes a lawyer, politician, whatever. He gets into these companies. He's in these board meetings. Right. He's able to implement, uh, 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 you know, company rules to change segregation, to allow black men to get higher positions. He's able to uh, implement laws in that city or state providence he's living at that's going to change laws. You know what I'm saying? Right, because right. They're, they're all, if you think about it on a large scale, there's local laws that we don't even know about in certain exactly. places. Look, look at the law in North Carolina. Listen, <laughs> I got an issue with a lot of dumb shit that happens. You got to talk about the ticket? 
Nah, you know, you okay. know what? The ticket I was gonna, <laughs> but I'm not gonna go off. I'm gonna just pay the ticket. But there's a law in North Carolina. They have like a no shacking rule in North Carolina, don't they? That that says that two people, if a man and a woman is not married, they can't live together. Right. There's like a no shacking law. It's stupid laws like that. Now I know that's not a law. That's a big thing. Nobody even follows it. Right. Right. But. It's stuff like that when you go to these local cities and states where we don't even, uh, we're here, we don't even know what this law, the local laws are in Alabama. You right. know what I'm saying? So if you, these kids that that uh, come from mixed families, from mixed coaches, they, they might spend time with their father's black side. They might spend time with their mother's black side. There might be things in white culture we don't even understand. Like we, exactly. they, and these kids- Credit know, score. Yeah, exactly. Yo, listen, man. My credit score is, eh, you know what I'm no, saying? No, but I'm What's saying, like going, going off of what you said- Mm-hmm. I was just explaining this to somebody else the other day. Um, most white kids, they're they're taught credit. Yes. Most from black kids, yeah, but for most younger. black kids, because our parents are out there grinding, mm-hmm. they don't have time to teach us about credit. They don't. So we're behind the eight ball right out the gate. Absolutely. So that, I, I don't mean to cut you no, off, no, but no, when no, you no. said it's that, so I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you you brought that up, man. And yo, <laughs> remember the joke back in the day by the time you turn eighteen, your credit gonna be bad, exactly. Because you got bills, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but yo, it's fun. Yo, I remember no, yeah. I had homeboys who had the cable bill in their name. We yeah. were like thirteen years exactly. old, exactly. So you know, or, or remember back. In the day, you have a deaf family member and the cable bill come for the dad. And like, yo, how about a light bill on Uncle such and such? Yeah, he died yeah. 10 years ago. Exactly. But th- that brings us back to what I'm saying, man. And we're not taught certain things, like you said. Yep. It, it, I think what we need to do is understand that from now on, you know, our gen- the generation coming down, this generation, the next generation, when, when we're having these children, we need to do more than just bottom PlayStation. Yeah. We, need, we need to do more than just like bottom Xbox. We need to set them up bank accounts. We need to get them exactly. debit cards. We need to learn how to flip stock, flip crypto, and give. I give my sons lessons all the time on crypto, on stock, and things like up. that, just to try to prepare them. I give them lessons on credit. I give them lessons on on money, on how you can put this money here. You can earn interest. You can right. save this instead of doing that. Buy that. Buy that. And 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 I start. I started them young. My oldest son. I put him in. Um. I put him in finance classes at one point after school. I was like, I. Right, you could do this. You could do that. We put him in finance classes, and he was every day after school from like three to like four thirty, five o'clock. I put him in Microsoft uh, programs over summertime because right. it's it's more to like I, you know. I think playing sports is great. I think it's a great thing for young black boys to play sports. But when that kid turned eighteen and he graduated, he don't, he, he don't get a scholarship. When he graduated college and he was coming off the bench, he don't make it to the NFL or, N- or the NBA. Now that's that's gotta what be heartbreaking. What does exactly. he fall on? You know exactly. what I mean? I met a I met a I'm glad we having this conversation, man. Cause I remember years ago while I was in college, my sister remember this. Remember when I went up to Winston Salem and I was working for that company, the vacuum cleaning company? Boom. I met a dude that used to play for the Giants. I'm not gonna say a homie name, but right, he used right. to play for the Giants. He got a really bad injury. And the first time I met dude, we had like a long hour and a half just kicked it, right? right. Conversation. He got hurt so bad. It happened when he fell into his free agency section of the Ooh. contract, and wow. basically his spine was hurt so bad, if he took another fatal hit, he would be paralyzed for the rest of his life, right? So he just had a son. Um, He played a few more games, and his agent pulled him. His agent was like, I'm not letting you go out like right, that. Right. So he had to walk away from the NFL. He played high school football, all college his life, football, all all pretty life. much all his life, right? He said he hit a point he did not know what to do. Didn't know what to do, so I wanted to ask him, well, "What did you get a degree?" I I didn't want to go that deep into and most it. of them don't. Not, yeah, so he said he was at a point he was down to his last set of money. He found a company 
where he was doing so good with the company, he had his own branch, own area, all okay. of that. And that actually was able to keep him afloat and provide for his family and take, you know, his finances to a whole nother level. Not right. everybody's lucky to have that. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So to anybody listening, if you have kids or if you are younger and you're playing um sports in school or whatever, set yourself up for a win outside of sports because sports is not guaranteed, man. Exactly. Especially but now in the pandemic. You got to realize it's like basketball is like 1% because mm. it's only like 15 players. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think I think it's either 1% one to, one to 6%. Mm-hmm. Football might be a little bit because it's more players. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I, I yeah, you have to set yourself up for stuff, but kind of going to the left a little bit. Mm-hmm. I get mad when people say that they shouldn't, they should finish their, their degree, nah. finish, finish school and, and the heck with the money. You can go to school online. You better take that yeah, contract. Exactly. <laughs> you better but, take that contract, but man. That, that, that goes into racism. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about, think about this, you have tennis. They don't have to graduate college. I didn't know that. No. Wow. Baseball, they don't have to graduate, mm. right? Hockey. They don't have to graduate. Didn't know that. Who are who are who's the majority of people to play those sports? White people. Caucasians. Mm-hmm. You got basketball, 97 black. Mm-hmm. Football, ninety five. What do they have to do? They have to go, go to college. Yeah, go to college. And Remember before with, with with football, you had to go to college, but you didn't have to do the minimum of two years. And no, 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 it's backwards. No, it was, football, it was, football, it was bas- had, my fault. It was football. Yeah, you, you know, had to go play all my basketball. You was able yeah. to go straight out, out of yeah. high school. Yeah. After LeBron James, they stopped that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, and it's because let's let's get back to America. I was in. Let me let me tell people on your podcast mm-hmm. before they bash me. I was in the Marine Corps. I fought for my country so I can speak about what I want to mm-hmm. because I have that right. But America's racist. If, if you look at it, like I said, how are you going to tell the two black sports? That you have to get some type of degree. Mm-hmm. Well, all these other white sports, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. If you listen to it when they debate it, they never talk about it. Nah, because they, they leave us in the dark. Yep. And but here's the thing. Then they also say now in college, majority black, right? Mm-hmm. We don't. We giving them an education. We shouldn't have to pay them. Mm-hmm. But you're making billions of dollars off the name yeah. of their back. I was seeing that for years. Aren't they trying yeah. to change that now? Yeah. Or did they recently they're, they're, change it? They're trying to. But here's yeah. my thing. If mm-hmm. you don't want to pay them while they're in school because it's not a profession, mm-hmm. how about each year that they play, you give them $50,000? Something. Yo, so when they leave school, when they leave great school, idea. they have something. If they don't make it to the NFL, mm-hmm. at least they got 100 Gs. Exactly. Or something like that. And it doesn't have to be no astronomical number. Nah. But they they could do that. And it's it's not fair, man. To yo, pull, oh, I worked when I was in high school. I worked when I was in college. I worked. I played a little bit of football in high school, but it, it mm. wasn't something that what, I wanted passion? to make a career. It wasn't my passion. Physically, I could have did it, but I had this fear of me actually going to college and playing, and going to the NFL and playing, and really getting hurt. Right. I had this big fear of that, and I, a friend of mine uh, caught a concussion. Right. One time. And we were all supposed to take like a group trip out of town and he couldn't go because he was in the hospital. Right. You know what I mean? So at a certain point I was like, this shit is kinda not worth it. Kind of traumatized. Plus, you, you know, I, like I had I had a I had like a small scholarship for college. I had um the music and stuff I was working on. I knew what my passion was and right. I and I was fully aware I was gonna have to work harder to get to it. Cause I felt like if I would have did football, I, all I had to do was show up, run, catch a football, bam, I would have been good. So I was aware of the challenge. But one thing I've I've always noticed, right? I used to play. Um, I used to play. I used to buy the college on um, like the Coach K basketball games. I used to right. buy the college games. These kids are on video games 
their, their jerseys are being exactly. sold. They're on television. They're getting endorsed for all like for different things, and these colleges are just pocketing the money. The franchises did, are pocketing. Did you know everything. they can't? They can't. They'll get in trouble if they sign an autograph and then charge you for it. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah, bad, they'll get kicked man. off. They'll get. They'll get. They get That's in trouble. Bad. They'll get kicked off the team or mm-hmm. kicked out of school. Wow. Because they made money off of off of their name. Wow. Yeah. You know, I I went to the garden one time. And um, I saw Iverson play when he was with, with Georgetown. Right. And I remember I was trying to get his autograph, and um, Coach Johnson shut that down because they lost. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it go AI, boom, boom. Nah. And I, rem- I remember one time I went to the Garden, and I was a big St. John's fan. Yeah. So I used to watch Felipe Lopez play, right, right, George right. Luke and them play and stuff like that. Had their autographs and things like that. And I rem- I think Felipe Lopez actually went to the NFL, I mean the NBA yeah. for a while, yeah, but for nothing a really happened. Right. But that's got to be heartbreaking. You played in stadiums like the Garden. You played in the Staples Center. Then you go back to your dorm room, yeah, and then yeah. a year later you just regular now. Like there's not. It's like all right. Well, thank you. Get out. You know what I'm but saying? But you got to understand, like me being in the sports world as well. Mm-hmm. When you in high school, mm-hmm. like you said, you can run and catch a ball. Yeah, you the star of the team. Mm-hmm. You the man. Yep. You the man, man in your neighborhood, right? You're the man. man in your neighborhood. You're the okay. Man, dog. Now you get this scholarship. Mm-hmm. Now you go to college. People don't realize it's a hundred something people on a football team. Mm-hmm. On the college football team, mm-hmm. but everybody on that football team mm-hmm. is what was what in high school. Yes, the man. Mm-hmm. So it gets harder. Mm-hmm. It's mentally that's yeah. got to be like kind of yeah. crushing. Like you yeah. was you was the man a few months ago. Yeah. Like this in, in April, May, you was the man. Now in September, you just regular. You regular. You're now rookie. you got like, now you got to fight to be the man mm-hmm. over a hundred because everybody, especially down south, yes, you know, oh, and, and, it's, and it's great because it's a we, coach love out sport. Here. we love we love culture, man. It's we a love coach it. Out here. So you the man, but then you go to University of North Carolina on a basketball scholarship. Mm-hmm. You might not even see the court. You not. Nah, nah. You got cat. You got cat <laughs> from Brooklyn. That was the man in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah and his nobody. game is a little bit better than yours. Now mm-hmm. you nobody. Yep. So. But your name, you if you're, you, they still got your likeness on on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So why yep. can't you get get compensated That's for that? Bad, so man. when you don't make the NBA, yep. like I said, it might be a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. but it's something in your pocket. You know what they used to do on the college games? I remember I, we would buy like the NCAA basketball right. games, and when it was you, they would pass the ball to that player. It wasn't like the NBA games; you wouldn't see his name on yeah. it, but you would see his jersey, jersey. and it would yep. look like him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It was yep. the same skin tone and stuff, same height. That's what they you did that so they wouldn't have to pass. To me, I think that's one of the most crooked things they've ever done. It's like my thing is, what did y'all do with that money? Where's that money at? The NCAA is crooked, man. Of course it is. If you think think about football, Mm. okay, Michigan holds a hundred thousand. Their stadium holds like a hundred thousand people, right? And we used to wear the I used to wear the jerseys back in the day. And think of it just off ticket sales. That's crazy. A hundred thousand people say if the cheapest, if just hypothetically, Mm -hmm. each ticket costs twenty dollars. Look at the bank of that, and yep. you know twenty dollars is not. That's not realistic. Yeah, for each that's ticket, not, them not. tickets is like thousands of yeah. dollars. Yeah, so they off of one Saturday. One think Saturday. about how much money they bringing in. Yo, and think about this too: the fact that it's a culture, and they're not just selling tickets. You get there, they're gonna buy soda. They're gonna exactly. buy chips. They're gonna buy Merck the little. What's the parking. big hands with the finger? You got a parking. All the par- parking. Oh my yeah. god, parking alone might have been like thirty dollars. And you can't. So, and you can't. You can't get a kids nothing. You know that most athletes in college are starving because yes. they can't afford to eat. Mm-hmm. You, you've been to college; they can't they can't get nothing to eat. Mm-hmm. They can't work during school um, during the season. Yep, because they got, they, they every game. practice, 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 yes. practice game. Yeah, that's bad, man. And I, I just really I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it changed, 
but I hope it changes because it's they going deserve to better. Eventually, it's going they, to. they deserve better, man. And I've been saying this for years, man. And just buying a, the the, the Nintendo yeah. games, the PlayStation games, and I always looked at because I always looked at things different. And I and I told myself, I say, yo, I walk off the field if I'm sitting there solving because I ain't eat all day. And you got me in this random. Oh, they feed them with a hundred thousand people. Oh, they like, they I'm gonna they up. gonna feed them, but yeah. after, look, you you three hundred pound lineman, right? Yo, come on, right? You, it's eleven o'clock. Your stomach is growling. <laughs> <laughs> But you gotta have yeah, you ain't got to no, wait. Yeah, you ain't got no, no you gotta wait till the next morning to go when they feed you. That's horrible, man. That's that's horrible. You know what I mean? You know, okay, so to change narratives real quick right. before we end the show, um, there's a lot of people listening, right? You have a lot of projects coming Thank up you. right now. Let's let's on the film side of things, can you give people like a quick overview of what they can expect coming from you soon? Well, um, I gotta talk to my manager, but we just completed <laughs> <laughs> we just I, I'm not used to saying that. Because you usually the guy behind, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. You, you, you you used to be in the mover and the shaker, man. Yeah, you know? but we have um we have I've com- I've completed two f- two films already. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Widow, The Rise of BDD, The Rise mm-hmm. of BDD. We're gonna have to reshoot that. Mm-hmm. But we had Black Widows, which was in the movie theaters. Now we have Mama's Baby Boy. Mm-hmm. And as a writer and director, that's that's my favorite movie. You're like Tyler Perry out here. Like you're it, writing it is. and directing and, yeah, and producing yeah. everything. I'm, it's not, like, I'm to, not living in my car yet, though. No, no, no. You don't want to get there. Like, you don't want to get there. Like, hopefully you can skip man, that phase. Man, you know, if it takes like, me to the top, I'll sleep in that thing. You, so, you know what, though? But let me ask you this. What, with the fact that you have to do everything, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. I mean, I've, I've been so depressed mm-hmm. at times because I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, but the reward is like planting that flower. Yes. If you did it all yourself, you got your hands dirty, you got mm-hmm. your knees dirty, you dug the dirt. Mm-hmm. When it blossoms, mm-hmm. that's your baby. Put it like this, right? They say God made the heavens and the earth in seven days, right? Uh-huh. So I feel like he did everything Monday through Saturday and he kicked it on Sunday and watched football. You know right, what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. You, you got you to look at, you know what I'm exactly, saying? Like, exactly. If, if I tell people all the time, I told my sons, I said, if God could put all of this together, you can go to school and do your homework. You exactly. Know, you can do this. You can be responsible. Exactly. You know I mean? Because, uh, you know, not to get like biblical and religious on it, but I feel like we were put here to create and you're creating. You know, you know what I mean? Exactly. Do, do you ever get like discouraged and say, you know what? I'm gonna do something else in life. Let me just walk away because it would be. It seems like it would be easier to walk away. Right, but the, let's go know? back to what I said. You, you right there to you, you quit right before you blow. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, it's been times. My wife is, is the only reason I've been. I'm still doing what I've been doing. That's great. That's I mean, great. you got to realize That's where I'm, I've come from. Interviewing Michael Jackson's father. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, Hip hop celebrities mm-hmm. to internet radio. The television, now the movies, mm-hmm. all by myself. So yes. that, that I, do, I got dark days, mm-hmm. uh, but what I realized, getting biblical, mm-hmm. you got to be careful what you ask God for. You're right. You got to be ready for it. Yeah, you are because you don't want to ask too much too. Like that's my. I'd be scared to like ask for too much. So I'll pray and be like, ah, you got me. You know, <laughs> I don't want to like go see, overboard. You know with me, it it got overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I, it's been plenty of times. I like, mean, I ain't doing this stuff. It's yeah. been times I, I mm-hmm. really was like, no. But my wife's like, no. Mm-hmm. But I asked for it. Yes. So who am I when I ask for something, and he give it to me mm-hmm. for me to quit? Yeah. That's I mean, I'm. Not, I mean, too. and and really, I'm not aspiring to to knock it out the park, be the next Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. I'm aspiring to get a movie out. Yeah, that's great. I'm aspiring to get my actors. 
exposure. Yes. And I have actors that's been on television. I've had actors that's been in movies. You put on for a lot of people, man. Yeah. I, I mean, to, that, that's what, on the, on the real, yeah. it's not about money to me. for mm-hmm. me. It's about getting them exposure. Mm-hmm. And I've had people that's blown and then said the hell with me. Oh, I've had that happen too. But you know what, though? It's, it's good because I can look at them and be like, yo, you yeah. know, I had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really, I'm not in it for the money. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The money would be, I got yeah, yeah. to pay for my watch. Fact. Yeah, you know, that's a nice watch, right? You don't want to steal no more. You know like, yeah, I don't want to stop stealing. But I, I, that's not really what motivates me. Yeah. I would be lying if I said it was. Money, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm comfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I have a nice family. I have nice cars. Mm-hmm. You know, I really love doing it for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's great, man, that you look at it like that. Because a lot of people, they get into it just for the money. And I feel like the people that get into it just for the money, it doesn't last for them. Right. Or it, like they'll, they'll, those people have a huge fall from grace, man. Yes. And then when that money's not coming in no more, that popularity's not there, they don't know how to handle it. And plus, think about it, when they're in it for the money, they usually screw people over. Yeah, yo. They you know what I'm saying? Right. And that's that that that's building bad karma for exactly. your soul, man, when you out here screwing people over and stealing from them. Man. Can I give you a prime example? Absolutely. You were in my first movie, The Rise of BDD, right? Mm-hmm. The dude shot the movie. Mm-hmm. Screwed us all over. Oh, never got the never got never got the movie. Got bits and pieces. When he did give it to us, it was trash. Mm-hmm. That's why I started doing my own thing, first mm-hmm. of all. But here's the karma part. He lied to the whole cast. He was sending texts to everybody, mm-hmm. but we kept him mm-hmm. and they found out that he was a fraud. Not wow. saying nobody's name. Yeah. Karma, karma. He he works on electric lines, on phone lines, whatever. Mm-hmm. He fell out off his truck, broke both his ankles. <laughs> oh my knees. God. Karma, bro. Yeah, karma's karma. When you in it man. for the wrong reason, anything mm-hmm. that you do in life, yep. karma's gonna come back it and get really, you. It really does. Karma, yo, karma, I tell people, karma is a selective circle. It's yeah. gonna come back, but it's gonna so like how hard it's gonna roundhouse you when it come back. Bruh. So if if you was really going in on people, you about to get that Nate Robinson. You getting laid out. Bruh, <laughs> you know it, ha- it happened to me. It ha- yeah. uh, on the real, it happened to me. When I was mm-hmm. in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. my boy got jumped. Mm-hmm. So we was in Okinawa, Japan. Mm-hmm. He got jumped. So what do we do? We go out there, we just jump on some random people. I mean, hurt mm-hmm. him pretty bad. Broke his eye socket, cracked his skull, mm-hmm. all that. Forward circle, the mm-hmm. rise of BDD. Mm, yeah, I'm at the bar. I'm tipsy. I start talking junk to somebody. I get shot in my head and my stomach and stomped. Mm-hmm. And I look at it like karma. Yeah. He came back to get me. Mm-hmm. Came back to get me. It's it's a blessing it's, that not yeah. only are you still alive, but it's a blessing that you recognize yeah. why it happened. Because some people. They'll do shit yeah. and then be like, why this happened to me? But you don't remember 10 years ago when what you, you did it? You know, yeah, old boy, yeah. Yeah, man. There, there's, listen, there's been times in my life I've been ready to jump off the mountain, off the egg. As my mother used to say when she was alive, oh, you ready to jump off the mountain today, huh? I was ready to wild the fuck out. Yeah. But sometimes you got to really think and be like, you know what? If I do do this, this is going to come with a consequence later on from exactly. some random, some random. And you don't always want to do that. And it's great that you recognize that you're still here and yeah. you're able to talk about it so other people could recognize that too because that example might save somebody life after listening to this. Bruh, you know what I, I'm saying? I've, I've had, you know, I've been cut across my neck. Look at that right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I've been sliced across. Man, I, I was, I was, I had to, when I came to North Carolina, I changed my, they used to call me Jigger. <laughs> Real. No, when I was in Philly, I was Jigger. But after I got shot and got yeah. kicked, after I got shot, yeah. when I moved down here, mm-hmm. Jigger died. Because mm-hmm. he, he wasn't a good person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was out drinking, partying, chasing women, doing mm-hmm. this and that. You know, Everything. so when when I got shot and I moved to North Carolina, Jigga mm-hmm. died. That's great. Don't none of my friends in Philly call me Jigga no that's more. That's great. That's you know great, what I'm saying? Man. That's that's great, man. And J Rob came about. 
It's a funny mm-hmm. story. I know we run out of time. No, That's how I got my name, J-Rob. Y'all ask me. <laughs> Tell you how cool I am. How, how you got the name J-Rob at? I'm so damn old, right? I uh-huh. couldn't come up with nothing cool. Uh-huh. So I took the first letter of my first mm-hmm. name. And then the first three letters of my yeah. last name. But it worked Bam, out. Bam, J-Rob, dog. There it is. Listen, that J-Rob is. is more family friendly than Jigger. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Plus, there's too many Jiggers out yeah, there. Yeah, too many, too many. But I didn't get, they gave me that name. They, they were too dumb to say John, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think John Scott is too regular. <laughs>